we usually do a little countdown here. I'm going to let Tim count us down. One, two, three, four. And everybody said to our church family online, hello. Man, good deal. Okay, now we're here to celebrate the victory of Jesus Christ. Is that right? Oh, come on. I got way, I got up way too early this morning for a little ho-hum, whatever. Are we here to be excited? Yes. That's right. That's why she's in the front row. Thank you, baby. Come on. That's it. She's like, look at that. Look at the power of God moving up here. I'll tell you what, we're going to have a good service today. About everything that could possibly go wrong and behind the scenes has gone wrong. So guess what? This is going to be an awesome, awesome message. I don't even care because I know it's good stuff when God's involved. Amen. So it is so good to see everybody. So we're going to be talking about victory. Everybody likes hearing that, don't they? Amen. Well, we're going to celebrate victory today because we have victory through Jesus Christ. And not only today, but we have it every day when we have a personal relationship with the what? Risen Savior. You're going to hear that all day today. Amen. So we celebrate that. And a lot of times when I talk to people, you know, I did this all week. I don't know about you guys. I kind of set the stage. You know, I invite people to church and different things like that. And I, I talk to the guys that I was hanging out with a little bit. I say, hey, y'all got anything going on this weekend? Which is coming right here right now. I don't know, man. I said, what do you mean you don't know? I said, you got anything happening this weekend? Anything going on this weekend? Ah, I got a few things to do. I said, it's resurrection weekend. Go, oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. And pull them right back in there, man. We just get so lax a days ago. Just another day, another week, another year. Let me ask you something. What do you do next week? Well, you do this and get prepared for that, you know? You turn a little bit older, you get 18. What do you think about? I'm going to go to college. Then what? 21, something like that. Then, then you're going to get married. Then what? Oh, then we're, going to, then we're going to have a dog and a kid and a couple of hats and houses and all that stuff. And you are going to wear a couple of hats after that. <laughs> then what? Oh, man, I'm going to work hard, save some money. Really? Then what? Retire. Then you're going to retire. Then what? You're going to die. Right? <laughs> Thanks for this uplifting message, Pastor Buddy. Okay, this is what I'm saying. See, see how that just went right? Yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get this done. But there's going to come a day... That this, what we see here, is done. Then what? Where will you speed? Amen? Yes, indeed. That's right. Well, you got a long time in your life. At some point. At some point. Right? Let me correct. Miss Jones says she's been retired. She don't plan on leaving here anytime soon. Amen. I didn't mean like the day you retire. Just kind of pushing on, but thank you for, for reminding me of that. All y'all out there, I'll tell you what, they can make me walk the talk, that's for sure. But what I was getting at in that whole thing was there's going to come a point whether we even get to retire or we do retire, there's going to be a day that we take our last breath here and we take our first breath somewhere else. And today, if you're a believer in Christ, because what God has done through His Son, the risen Savior, we can know when we put our faith and trust in that that our home is in heaven, amen. But for many, still don't know that. Many think they're okay. Many sitting on the sidelines. Many people might be tuning in here and go, yeah, everybody's dressed up. Everybody's doing, what's the big deal? You don't have to be dressed up. You can be undressed up. Uh, you can just wear your regular clothes and go straight to hell. Or you can wear your regular clothes and go straight to heaven. I'm going to pick heaven. Amen? Because he is risen. Amen? And I just want to give you a little background on that because I tell you, it's amazing. There's, a, there's a quite a bit of ministry that's done here, but there's more out there. It's more on your job, in the line of food line, wherever you're at, schools, hospitals, all those things. There's never a place that we shouldn't be thinking about sharing Jesus. Amen? 
all the time. Because why? He's worthy. Amen. So I think about that. A lot of times people say, what's the big deal? The big deal is everything that we believe as Christians, our hope and everything is tied into what we celebrate today. Now, unfortunately, many people just celebrate this today and they fold it back up and they go and walk out a light that is doom and gloom. Don't do it. Walk in the fullness of the victory of Christ. Amen. So you turn around and you say, well, what's so exciting about it? I know this. People say, man, you're excited today. I just want to come clean. I have been forgiven of many sins. How about y'all? Oh, no, I'm talking about many. See, if y'all, if you really thought about it, you'd go, whoa, man, I've been forgiven. That's not going to count against you anymore. God said, hey, you know what? I settled that on the cross. I poured out my blood. I shed my blood to purge your life, make it personal, of sin. To make you right in the eyes of the Father. That we can go boldly to the throne of grace. This ain't in the notes. This is in my heart. That's why I get excited. When I think about, my gosh. Think about this. Let's just reel back. Everybody, Can anybody remember, or do you remember, like, the day you gave your life to the Lord? Some do. Some, 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 some you know, it's a long time ago. Think about the day before you gave your life to the Lord. Just think if you didn't wake up that day, where would you be? Got quiet there, right? So that's why I celebrate that. I celebrate that every time I turn around because I want people to know about amazing God. Anybody grateful for God's grace? Yes, sir. Amen. Well, let's keep on going. So they say, what's the big deal? Well, Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Isn't that good that it's only one way? I say that all the time. If it was more than one way, I would probably find a way to mess it up. But it's his way. That's it. And that's just the whole deal, man. The death, burial, and resurrection. If somebody asked you, well, what's the gospel? Could you tell them what it is? Could you tell them where it's at in the Bible? I hope so. 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4. All right, we're going to talk about that too. Would you say, well, Jesus died for our sins? That's true. But is that the whole gospel? No, that's just part. Because if he didn't raise from the dead, we wouldn't have the whole thing. So Jesus paid for it. Torture was torture for our sin. He died and he rose again. That's the whole thing. Get the whole package, man, the whole deal. We have a risen Savior. If I say it once, I'll say it 500 times a day because I'm going to tell you what, that's what it's all about. So God allowed his son to come, and Jesus willingly poured out his blood. I, I, I tell you what, it's amazing. I get a lot of phone calls. I get a lot of text messages, a lot of different things, and that's cool. And I get a lot of questions sometimes, well, is God a good guy? How many people believe God's a good guy? But there's so much craziness in this world. How can he be a good God? Think about that. We ought to do a little question and answer on that sometimes. Because this world is full of sin, isn't it? It's tainted with sin, right? So therefore, a time such as this, we'll see the, the flare-ups of the enemy and all that stuff. But do we look forward to what's ahead of us? Absolutely. Do we have to fret and, and, and sweat it out what's here? Not when you know who's in control. Not when you know that God is a good God. Not when you know that your salvation is secure in Christ. Amen? That's what I want you to hear today. So yes, God is a good God all the time. Even when things in this world don't look good, that doesn't mean God is not working all things together for the good. Amen? Romans 8, 28. So, I want to read a few things here, just really give the background. So, you say, why did Jesus have to die? Somebody sent me a, a text this week, and that's cool. That's a great question. Why did Jesus have to die? And I want to just go ahead and read a few things here. 
I said, in the statement, Jesus declares the reason for his birth, death, and resurrection is to provide a way to heaven for sinful man. There is no other way that we can get there. And we look through this. God declared that all who sin shall what? Die, both physically and spiritually. I said, this is the fate of all mankind. But God, in his grace and mercy, provided a way for us to be back with him. He shed his blood of his perfect son on the cross. God declared that without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. That's Hebrews 9.22. But through the shedding of blood, redemption is provided. The law of Moses provided a way of the people to be considered sinless and right in God's eye for a time. Through the offering of poured out offering blood of the animals. But that was a covering. That was a foreshadowing of what Christ was going to finish. See, when he said it's finished, he means it is finished. We walk in the fullness. There's no going back to the temple. There's no going back year after year remembering your sin. He says, I forget your sin as far as, I, I put them as far as the east is to the west. They have been declared done. Anybody been to court? I like to say that every now and then. Yes, yes. It's a little, it's a little concerning, isn't it, sometimes? It is. Now, now, has anybody been declared not guilty? That feels good, doesn't it? That even, even if you missed a mark, and things worked out and everything else. And they said, okay, you know what? Boom, not guilty. That's what we are today, not guilty. How about this? Anybody been declared guilty? Been on that side too. Been on both sides of that. I like not guilty better. Amen? But the truth of the matter, all of us are guilty of sin. Amen? Yeah. Haven't really had anybody argue with that. I mean, the Bible is really clear on it. said all the sin that falls short of the glory of God. Amen? But the good news is, we got a great lawyer. He's more than a lawyer. He's our advocate. He's sitting on the right-hand side of God. He paid the fine. He paid the debt. Amen? When they look over and they say, look what that guy's doing. So he's put his faith and trust in the finished work of the cross. He is secure in us. So today as believers, we can stand victorious because we know where our heaven is, uh, know where our home is. I gave it away. Where's your home at? Amen. Amen. I'm just so excited. I said it first. I'm ready to get there. But you know what? I would say like my buddy said. He said, I don't mind dying. I just don't want to get out of turn. You know? He don't want to get out of line. He said, if it's in the line, I'll just I'll go on my time. You know? Because you know what? I want to be able to say, Lord, I poured it all out. I gave you my best. And you know what? I have to adjust each day my heart to God's word. Because I'll tell you what. Every time I get up here preaching, I'm thinking, what happens if this is the last time you ever get to preach? What happens if you fell over on that right at the end right there? Would it be everything I gave? Would it be everything I had? When I go to bed at night, did I live my life to the fullest of that day? And if I don't, you can ask my family, I'll get up and do something else. You know why? Because I know that life is precious. And I know how much it costs God to give me that. And I don't want to squander it away. And it's not bad, bad to do things for yourself and your family and everything else. And I think about that. Lord. Have you ever had a day you spent the day and you turn around, you've been so busy, you left God out of the equation? Man, I don't like that. But I've done that. Get so busy, you know, give him a prayer on the, on, the, on the flyby, maybe over your biscuits and gravy, something like that. But have I really taken time to say, Lord, you know what? Guide my feet today. Guide my direction today. Lord, what is it that you will use me for in your kingdom today? And if we did that, what do you think would happen? I think he'd use you, don't you? Hey, I'll tell you what. The sky's the limit, isn't it? 
So with that right being said, we have the resurrection of Jesus Christ today. We have victory in Jesus. But guess what? If we got victory, there probably was a battle along the way. Amen. So let's talk about the behind the story, the backstory. All right. Let's take a look at this. Let's look at our scripture for today. Today. Sometime today. All right. There it is. It's that little O on button. O in button. Good deal. I told you everything I said has been crazy today. Look at this. Matthew 27, 50 through 51. And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. And that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook and the rock split. I think that might have been noteworthy on that day, don't you? I think somebody might have wrote that down even in the Jerusalem times, right? I think that would have been something to see. But I want to tell you what, we've got God's word on it, and he predicted it long ago before it even happened, amen? Years and years and years. And today I want you guys to take a look at God's word, and we're going to look at some of the battle that he went through so that we can have what we have today. Everybody good with that? Amen. So talking about the battle, Tim, I need some help. There we go. Talking about the battle, we have the battle over sin. Think about that. The battle for sin is death. We just talked about that. God created earth and man perfect, but when Adam and Eve disobeyed God's command, he punished them. Now, think about this. A judge who pardons a lawbreaker just lets them slide. He's not a very good judge, is he? Wow. Y'all don't watch Judge Judy, do you? Y'all don't watch Judge Joe Brown? Come on. Even they ain't going to let you slide, right? But think about that. He wouldn't be good if he just said, oh, yeah, it's all right. Don't worry about it. I know you robbed that liquor store. It's okay. No, you know what I mean? Think about that. God is perfect, and he can't allow sin. Think about that. So look at this here. A judge who pardons lawbreakers isn't a righteous judge. Likewise, overlooking sin who would make the Lord God unholy, unjust. If he did that, it would just be, it, he wouldn't be who he said he is. He's holy. He's righteous. Amen? So he's got to be perfect with his law. And so he says, man, you know what? The wages of sin is what? Death. Amen. And so he says, okay, how are we going to work through this? He probably didn't say how we're going to work through it. He said, I got a plan. Amen? And he's going to set this into place way, way, way before all the stuff that we talk to people about. So what are you counting to get you to heaven? I've heard a little bit of it all, haven't you? I'm not that bad a guy. You heard that? My grandma plays the church organ. I heard that one one time. How far is that going to get you? Well, I gave last week. I've done this, you know. I, I, you see what's happening? All the eyes. And I even hear this. I had somebody knock on my door last week, tell me a little bit about Jesus. Then they talked about how they was going to help him so they could go to heaven. I said, you got the wrong book, baby. Jesus came to fulfill the law. Amen. When I talked to those young folks to come by, and they were telling me, I said, yeah. He said, you know what? Uh, yeah, we believe in Jesus, but we got to keep the commandments. How many people keep the commandments? We try, but we fall, right? You know why the commandments were given? So you would know your need for a Savior. Amen. You know, they say even if you look at a woman with lust, it's the same as committing adultery. All the guys say, hey, right? They say if you hate your brother, it's like murder. That's how perfect God is. That's how perfect the law is. 
That tells you how perfect the sacrifice was. Jesus battled over sin. He won. And we win in him. Amen? Sometimes I don't think we realize how bad sin is. I'm preaching to me first. This house is a little uncomfortable. Now let me tell you how bad it is. If I would think about this every time before I do what Buddy wants to do instead of what God tells me to do, I probably would do what God told me to do. How many people saw the passion of Christ? That's what our sin did. How about it? That's what my sin did. That's what your sin did. That's what it would happen. That sin played out right there. That's rough. But let me tell you, that was Friday. Where are we at today? Sunday. He is risen. Amen. But if we don't realize how bad the battle is, we don't really press in to the war. Amen. Well, let's talk a little bit more about the battle. Jesus' army. Amen. Now you think about this. Jesus' army consists of 12 frightened men locked in a second-story room in Jerusalem. That's not great odds, is it? Really isn't great odds. Anybody take any takers on that without knowing the rest of the story? Nobody. But see, a lot of times when we look at certain things, we keep this one piece of information out. I call it the God factor. Everything's possible with the Lord, amen? Twelve scared guys, and one's going to sell you out. Think about that. And still, there's victory. So when you feel like you're overdosed and overwhelmed and everything else, think how this whole thing started with just 12 folks. Amen? And they multiplied, and they multiplied, and they multiplied, and they multiplied. Amen? So we can see right there that little is much in the hands of God. Amen? Take a look at this. The battle of religion. I'm going to talk to you all about that right here. How many, how do I want to say this? A lot of times people, when I first got saved, and I was talking to a lot of people, and I didn't know much more other than this, that Jesus Christ died for my sin and rose on the third day, and I'm putting my faith and trust in that because I can't do nothing else other than that. I've got to trust that there is no other name which anyone will be saved. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. That's the equation. Jesus plus nothing. You put your faith and trust in Jesus. Amen? I'm driving that home today. But think about that. As time goes by, I'm saying the battle. People say, well, are you religious? I go, no. I thought they said, well, you say you start going to church. I said, I do. But I'm not religious. You say, what are you talking about? I have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Religion will give you a bunch of rules and everything else. Religion will say, buddy, you had to preach with a town every week. Well, your guys just tuning in. It's usually twice a year. Amen? <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. But usually I was like, you know what, man? I just am just going to do what I do. I, I want people to come as they are. It's about a heart condition. Amen? Amen. But if your wife buys you a new tie, you will wear it on Sunday, amen? And you're like, I just, it's beautiful, man. Thank you. Amen? <laughs> I pray for wisdom, all right? That's what I'm talking about there. But so many times, people think it's about religion. Man-made. All what you got to do, amen? What am I going to do? Aren't you glad it's not about religion? It's about a relationship? It's about all that God has for us, Amen? I'm so thankful for that. Because you know what? A lot of times you hear that and you just don't know. You think, man, well, what, what, what can I do? What can I do? When you first got saved, think about it now. You, you thought, well, I can't, I can't do this no more. I can't do that no more. Right? I can't do It was a bunch of the can'ts. Well, guess what? If you're ever going to try to quit any of those things, you better have Jesus. I can do all things through him. But he will take you right where you are. Somebody say amen. 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 Were you in a bad spot when God came along? Amen. Amen. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Sometimes we're still on the edge, aren't we? But guess what? He said it's finished. Let's walk in now. How many people got saved in a good spot? That's all right. 
Thomas and Jessica say, young, that's good. You know what I say? That's good. You don't have to go to hell just to get to heaven. Let's jump in early. Amen. Let's jump in early. I saw a friend of mine the other day. We, was, we were eating in town, and he came in town from Toanna. He says, every time we come here, you're eating. <laughs> I said, I miss you too, brother. It's good to see you. And he told his wife, he said, I know he'll be somewhere eating here. Because he knows, like, on Friday night, Denise will not go out of a coat, so we don't go too far. Long week, let's just eat in town. I hear, what do you want to eat? I don't know why she asked me what I want to eat, because it really don't matter. I know what she's going to eat. She's going to eat salad. So I watched them, she asked me, we can go anywhere if they got salad. You know, but I just said, oh, but she don't want to go out of town. That's okay. But, you know, you look at those things. We get in this rigid mode. We get in this, this we, we like to put guidelines on a lot of stuff. What happens if you would just stretch out a little bit? What happens if you would just trust the Lord a little bit and lose a little bit of that religion and gain the relationship? Wouldn't that be amazing? Oh, it is. I had somebody, I was doing one of the live streams the other day. And just bless my heart. This is not a buddy thing, but I forgot about that. And somebody, I said, man, you know, you can share, you can share Jesus on an elevator anywhere else. And somebody wrote, yeah, like the time we went to the hospital, and I thought you knew the lady, and you prayed for her, but you didn't know the lady. <laughs> no, I didn't. You know, <laughs> I was like, but we we should do that all the time. And you should pray for people you know too. Okay, <laughs> I'm not saying that, but man, just jump in because religion will get you bound down like this. When I first started, when I first got saved, they came outside the church. But you know what? There's still a little religion in different places. And I didn't know anything about the Lord. Amen. But I knew that I love playing music and, and God used that in a mighty way. And guess what? I said, is it all right if my buddy comes to play guitar with me? They go, sure. <laughs> when Alan showed up with his hair down here, they were like, how you doing? How you doing? <laughs> said, go get him. I said, but you say come as you are, right? I love it. I mean, put it in a ponytail with you know? But people got to see it's about a heart instead of the hair. You know? You got to catch the fish before you clean it. We get all, all wrapped up around this stuff, man. I get so excited because what I say all the time, I wouldn't pick me. Would you pick you? Think about that. But God saw something in you. Your finished work. He saw what you can be. He saw who you are made to be. He saw what he poured into you, and he said, what? You're worth it, amen? Don't get wrapped up in religion. Jump in Jesus, amen? Look at this. A little bit on religion here. I'm not bashing the church. I'm just saying when we get all religious and think it's about, you got to do this, you got to sit here. People freak out if you don't. You mean you got chairs instead of pews? I don't care. We got beanbag chairs. We're praising the Lord. You know what I mean? Don't get wrapped around all that stuff, man. Let's keep on praising. So religion emphasizes on the outward. Jesus emphasizes on the inward. Somebody say in, inward. He's done the work on the inside of my heart. But if he's done the work on the inside, guess what? It's going to show up on the outside. It's going to show up on the outside. But what happens so many times is we think we got to have it just right. Got to have it just right. Got to do this. How you, doing? you ever see people when they pray? And this is amazing to me, right? I, I, I'm not jumping on folks. I'm just, I want to be real about this. And, and everybody's listening because I know these are the questions I get. Throughout the weeks and months. Yes. Hey, what's going on? How y'all doing? Hey, would you like to pray? Yes, sir, Father God. Change the whole voice and everything. I think it's great to have a reverence for God. But if you got a personal relationship, when Jesse comes up to get money for gas, he don't go, hello there, Father. 
Thomas never said, excuse me, dearest dad. I'd like to have a 20. And if thou see fit, bless me with a 50. You know, he never done that. He's like, hey, pops. Relationship. Hey, pops. Hey, uh, you know, whatever. Now that they're getting big, I go, hey, guys. You want to go out to eat? And I try to stand in line with them when they get ready to pay. Get a little closer to the front. Hey, what's up? Yeah. Yes, indeed, man. How many people love their kids? Yes, indeed. How many people love your son-in-law? That's it. <laughs> I had to ask that. Think about that. How much do you think God loves Jesus? A lot. That's his son. And he allowed him to come and die for you. Now, let me ask you a question. How much do you think he loves you? Woo, come on, somebody. I say a lot. I say a whole lot. Amen. So we emphasize on what is inward, that heart change from Christ. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. How about this? Religion says this. You have to work your way to God. Jesus says, I am the way to God. Aren't you glad about Jesus? I can't stop saying his name, man. I love it. Man, I, I just don't know what else I could say about how good God is. You say, well, buddy, you're up here. You don't have no problems. You don't have anything. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. <coughs> yes, I do. I've told you about some of my problems, different things over the years. You know, it's a, it's, it's a lot of different things. Man, I tell you what, I take care of my mom, 88 years old. I work two full-time jobs. I take care of two houses, raise a family, and, and got 50 folks to talk to. Amen? And when you see me over here plugging wires in like this, like I don't know what's going on, that's probably why. That's not a complaint. That's, that's not a complaint. It's just I got a busy life, right? And I'm telling you the background on this to tell you where I want to get to today. I have went through some really, really, really bad times with my mother. Many of y'all know that she lost her sight a couple of years ago. And I thought things were tough before that. I go by every day, see what's going on. My mom had a stroke in 2009. I had to take over the house stuff then and all that. And in the midst of that, my dad died about five years after five. He's been gone about five years. And so guess what? My sister is very supportive, but she's not here. That means number one son, right? And I've had a lot of folks fill in the gap. I'm going to tell you what, I ain't going to name any names because I've named all day. But I'm going to get to the point. I thought things were tough then. And then when my mother went blind, I found out I wanted it to be where the old tough was. That's what I'm getting to. I wanted it to be bad again because now it was terrible. It was tough, man. Let me tell you, when you can't see, you can't take your medicine. You can't cut your food. You can't change your pants. You can't go to the bathroom. And if you got dementia, it gets worse. You don't know what time it is. You don't know where you're at. You don't know where you're at in your home. You don't know if you're at my home. You don't know what's going on. Let me tell you, when I stand up here, I haven't been what some of you guys have been through, but I've been through a few things. I want to tell you about that. God is still good. God brought people alongside me in the midst of that to help care for my mom. God brought doctors alongside so my mom now can read the Reader's Digest. Can you believe that? Praise God. Give my hand clap. Let me tell you what. But it was long. And it was tough. I like living at my house. I don't like living at mom's house. It, it was crazy. Let me tell you. This was, this was my day for a while. I don't, I don't want to get sidetracked. I just want to tell you. Because a lot of times people see you happy. A lot of times you think you never go through nothing. You know? 
I would get off of work, my regular job at three o'clock, and I go straight home to my mother's. And I stay there and I feed her and do whatever I had to do, give her medicine, and everything else, and I stay up half the night and change her and do whatever I gotta do. And then I would leave and go to work again at six in the morning. And I have cameras and everything else and say, Mom, you stay in bed or help her be here at nine. And they had people come from nine to about two, nine to one, two, and then it was again and again. And then somebody would die or something like that. And then Tanya and Tim or somebody else would come over or the girls would come over. Uh, Denise or somebody would try to fill in so I could go preach a funeral and come back. Go preach a funeral and come back. Go to church, I go back. Over, 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 week after week after week after week after I'm weak. Let me tell you, the only reason I'm bringing this up, this up is to show you how good God is. He heard our prayers. I wish it was over like that, but it wasn't. But you know what? We're not there no more. We're on the other side. So when somebody's giving care to somebody that's elderly or doing some, going through some stuff, I got some compassion now. Because let me tell you, it did a work on the inside. See, it's easy to say, well, why don't you just go get a nurse? You happen to know one? You got them on roller dance? You got them on, no. And then it depends on what their issue is, who it is. Well, you got a fistful of money? Because it's going to take her, right? So all those things come in there. So guess what? Pray for the caregivers, amen? Pray for the, for the first responders and all these different things like that. The reason I wanted to bring that up is, is like I said, I have been through a few things, and I'm here to tell you God's still good. Amen? I don't know what you're going through. It might be 20 times worse than that. But I'm going to tell you, whatever you're going through, when it's bad, when it's on your front porch, it's bad, isn't it? It seems like, it looks like a lot easier when it's somebody else, doesn't it? Oh, man, all you got to do is this. All you got to do is this. But when that problem comes up, you're going to see what's on the inside, amen? And let me tell you, I didn't need religion. I needed my relationship. When everything was shaken in the foundation of my life and in my mother's life, and then the doctor reports and all those things. I didn't need a bunch of rules. I needed a savior that would stick with me closer than a brother. I needed the word of God to refresh me. I needed the healing power of a risen savior to come in there and move on my behalf for my mother and strengthen my family. Everything else. I just said that's me. I'm sure I'm sure my family would have liked to have me around more. I'm sure, you know, there's, there's some homework to do and some grass to cut and all this. And everything goes on the side, right? When, when that thing, whatever it is, hits your family, whew, all the other stuff starts stripping away. You will find out what's really important. And you will find out that you seek the Lord just how good he is. Amen. I didn't want to get sidetracked. I just want to hit that. To me, that was part of my battle. I'm just sharing you a little bit. That battle was tough. But guess what? We got victory. We got victory, man. How many people love victory? Amen. What else we got? Give the Lord a hand clap. And a couple little things here. Amen. I said, look at this. I said, religion puts up barriers, but Jesus takes them down. He is about to come as you are God. It's a heart condition, and it's deeper than words. It's about knowing him. I want to know him better. How many people get up in the morning and say, Lord, I just want to know you better. I just want to know you better. That's my prayer many times. Lord, I just, I just want to know you better. And then I said this one time. I said, Lord, I just need to love you more. He said, well, if you know me better, you'll love me more. That's pretty good. Amen. See, the more you know God, the more you see him in the scriptures, the more you allow him to speak into your life and speak through your life, it's amazing. It's amazing to be a blessing to somebody, isn't it? 
You don't be a blessed see religion or say, look what I did. I gave somebody this. I did this. Look at me. But, but look, look at that. Oh, but I did that. See, relationships say, look what God did. Look what God did in that situation. Hey, I'm going to be bringing you guys some, uh, some I, won't, I won't say footage. I'll just say some pictures and stuff. We actually, you guys actually support a Filipino ministry. Let me tell you. I'm going to give you some updates on that. Last night, 40 people got saved. Amen? Amen. God's doing the work. You know that last night, those people were praying for us today. Amen? That's awesome, man. I get excited about that. And I love when my friend writes to me, he goes, hello, Pastor Buddy. I'm reading it just like, like everyone. I'm like, I think I know what that said. And he's doing his time to tap it out and everything else. But then he sends me pictures. And I see people praising God. And he tells me about how God brought healing into these families and how, how they're getting ready to preach in some of the schools now and how they're building churches and doing this and they've been showing movies about Christ and how, how people from different towns are starting to come over. <laughs> Pastor Nick, our, our buddy over there that we sponsored, he said they had another church. I don't know. I don't know how far it was. It was a good little distance. And they went over there and they said, look, our pastor left and we want you to come preach. He goes, no, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this over here. And this little girl spoke. He said, this little girl spoke into my life. She said, you hard-headed. <laughs> and then he wrote, so I'm preaching at the other church. <laughs> hey, out of the mouth of babes, right? Sometimes we just need to listen. Mm-mm-mm. Isn't that amazing? Sometimes we, it's, it's tough. We got to hear the tough stuff, amen? But the battle has been won, right? Let's keep on going. Everybody doing good so far? Yeah. Let's talk about the sacrifice. Well, if there was a battle, guess what? How do we win through the sacrifice of Christ? I'm going to give you guys some good scriptures to write down and go back to, all right? Hebrews 9, 22, we mentioned that a little while ago. And it said, in fact, the law requires that nearly everything be cleansed with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. That's why Jesus had to shed his blood. Life is in the blood. There was a life for a life. He shed his blood to purchase our freedom. Amen? God himself made the provision. He shed the perfect blood for you and I to rescue us. How many people have ever been in a situation that got rescued? Been on a boat? I haven't. I'm scared of them. Not out there. When I get on something, I was like, well, the Nimitz is good size, you know? That's good. How big is that? How many you know, 7,000 people? Yeah, we can get on that. But it's not like they can't, can't go down, you know? You've seen that before. Yeah, absolutely. But you know what? A lot of these things that we just take for granted, man. And I want to go through a few things here today. Jesus set himself aside and died for us. You said, buddy, you're saying this over and over. Yes, I am. I am saying it over and over. Because how many times you got to hear it before it drops into your heart? I hope you hear that today. And I look at this here and I said, man, many of these scriptures that we're going to share was written 800 to 1,000 years before, even before the birth of Christ. I like that. How many people like prophecy when they see something come down there? down the pipe go, wow, God said that was going to happen right here. But that's 800 years before it even was even thought of. So when you're going through a situation in your life right now, don't think God goes, hmm, didn't see that one coming. He already knew that. He knows that the hair on your head. He knows what you need. He knows what to do. Amen? Well, let's go back. I was going to, I was doing a little study this week. I thought this was amazing. And I was listening to a couple of things and I, I, I thought, wow, this is amazing. It said, in the four Gospels, there are four chapters that are associated with Jesus' life from the time he was born to 30 years old. Four chapters. 
But this week that we just went through, Holy Week, there are 29 chapters on that. That tells me we need to be listening, right? We saw a lot of things happen. Angela did a great job. If you guys didn't see her message or hear her message last week, pull it up on uh, uh, keepthepromise.org and look through that. She really gave us some good things there. And I'm going to pull up a few odds and ends there. Look about this. Zechariah 9, uh, 9, 10. It says, he will ride in Jerusalem on a donkey, righteous and having salvation, coming with gentleness. We talked about that last week. Zechariah, that was a long time before Jesus got here. He was coming on a donkey, which was a symbol of peace. Amen. He was coming in just at the right time. That's when they had the Passover, the Passover lambs. Amen. He was coming as the Lamb of God for our Passover. Amen. That's what I want you to see. The timing of these things is amazing. How about this? Uh, Isaiah 53. If you get a chance, I'll give you a little homework this week. Read Isaiah 53. It won't take you long. I just pulled out a few selected verses here. and said, he would be pierced for our transgressions and crushed for our iniquities. Did that happen? Absolutely. Sounds a little bit something like when you went through Friday, didn't it? You say, why is it good Friday? Because Sunday's coming. Because this had to happen. This was not, oh, we're going to do this on the fly. God had planned this from the very beginning so that you and I could be back with him. Amen? Let's keep on rolling. How about this? You got it? All right. Psalm 53.9. It says, he would die among the wicked ones, but he would be buried with the rich. Where did they put Jesus' body? In a rich man's tomb. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that something? Who was on the side of Jesus? The criminals, right? Sounds a lot like that, doesn't it? That's like 800 to 1,000 years before he was even born. You say, well, buddy, what's the big deal? The big deal is read the word, see what's coming, and adjust your life to it. Guess what? Christ is coming back again. Are you ready? Are you ready? Maybe not. But today you can be ready. You can get ready. I guess, you know, I, I say I'm ready in this sense. I'm ready because I know that because and only because of what Christ has done that I will go to heaven. How about you? But there's still more I want to do before I leave this place. I want to see everybody I can reach with Christ to know Christ. Amen. I want my life to be used in a way that just impacts people's life for Christ. You know what I think so cool about the stuff that we're getting ready to, that we are able to do online? Because I can be gone and God will still be using it. Amen. I told you about the time we had some music and one of my buddies called me up and go, ha, ha, ha. Guess what I found at the pound shop? He said, I found it. Buddy Chapman, keep the promise CD. I said, see, they couldn't even pawn it. It's still coming back. Still making a difference. I said, what you doing? He said, well, I bought it. <laughs> I said, please, listen to it. Right? Inside of one of, uh, every one of those Bible tracks, we had made up our mind a long time ago. Inside of every one of those CD coats is a Bible track to tell you about Jesus. So if they like our singing, like our music or not, it don't make no difference to me because they still got the word of God. And that is the power of salvation, the gospel message. Amen? And this is playing it out right here. Look at this. Got another scripture for you. Psalm 1610. He would be resurrected from the grave, for God would not allow his holy one to suffer. Sounds like he rose on the third day, don't it? Now, man, I just picked out a few of these things. Just a few of these things. Does that encourage you? Does that encourage you that you serve a risen, living Savior? That you've got God's word on it? Let me tell you, if God says it, you can bank on it. Amen? We were talking about it this morning out here. If somebody promises you something, it's only as good as the person that promises it. Right? If you have a guarantee on your vehicle or something, right, it's only good as people that stand up behind it. Anybody had a problem with a guarantee before? Oh, yeah. Only one or two. 
Yeah. Nobody ever went out of business on you. Nobody ever got to pull out a fine line on you, right? Oh, yeah. You know what I've always found? When I don't buy a warranty, the very thing that breaks is the thing I said I had a warranty on. But when I have the warranty, they say, oh, well, that's, that's not actually what we were saying. You know what I mean? They start moving it around. They start going, God doesn't do that. He said, whosoever calls upon him, the Lord will be saved. Amen? He doesn't mix his word. He speaks the truth. Amen? Over and over and over. But I want to tell you what. I never want us to not realize who we are in Christ. I want us to understand that we are God's masterpiece. I was thinking about this today. Somebody said, hey, man, you all dressed up today. Who do you think you are? The preacher? You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Yeah, no, no, I'm going to tell you who I am. I'm a child of the Most High God. That's who I am. I ain't going for the preacher status. I'm a child of the Most High God. How about you? Hey, man, that's who we got. That's who we have. Hey, man. Honey, I love you sitting up front. This is good. She's helping me preach. Woo, go, go, team, go. Good to see a smile and a cheerleader in the front row, man. That's good. There you go. Scott, don't, don't, don't pull up your pants, lady. You just cheer from there. <laughs> we do have some fun here, don't we? I'm going to tell you what. We got a lot to be thankful. A lot to be thankful for. So let's get to where we all want to get to. Let's get to the, to the resurrection. Amen? There we go. The resurrection. I got a few things I wanted to share about that today. I hope you guys can see that. I said, it's the proof of the power of God. How many people like proof? They like proof. They like to see it. Let's see it. You know why he rolled that stone? The, the angel rolled that stone away, right? Not for him to get out. It's for us to see in. Proof. Amen? Think about that. It's the proof of the power of God. We have God's word on it. Amen? The resurrection shows the authority of God over life and death. Is there anything too hard for God? I want you to say, is there anything too hard for God? Somebody tell me. No. No? No? All right. Is anybody going through a very difficult time right now? Yes. Yes. I want you to remember that. I want you, if he can raise them from the dead, if he can tell about what he's going to do years and years before, if he knew you from the time you were born to now, he knew you were going to be here right now, baby. He knew you were going to be sitting here right now. Each one of you, those listening right now, for the message such as this, there's nothing too hard for God. Amen. Cling a hold to that promise. Amen. What else we got here? I said, it is the promise of the word of God. We just talked about that. Anybody excited about reading their Bible? I'm going to tell you what. I used to hate to read. I shared this before. You say, why wouldn't, you know, when I say I wouldn't pick me. I'm the guy that got sick before school all the way from kindergarten until I graduated. Can you believe that? Terrified. What happens if they ask me to read? What happens if I got to stand up in front of the class? Now I'm like, Bring it on, because I'm going to talk about Jesus, man. I don't care, you know, what my hair is doing or whatever like that. I'm talking about this thing right here. I want people to know what the difference is. You know, my friends go, man, what happened to you? I said, Jesus. They go, well, man, you've always been kind of likable, you know, a happy-go-lucky guy. I said, not like this. I've been forgiven, dude. Forgiven from what? I said, you name it. You name it. How long would that list be? God is so good, man. And we have the promises of God's word. I love reading the word of God. And I tell you what, a lot of times, anybody have a problem when they first start reading? I didn't even know what I was talking about. I said, Lord, I don't need, I can't say all these big words. The, that. <laughs> you know, these. But you know what? I said, Lord, teach me. Teach me. Show me. What does this mean? Let me tell you. One of the best things that I've ever done for my family a long time ago 
and I should do better about it, more diligent about it. When my boys were young, it was a priority that we did a devotion every day. Crazy, man. When I, when I sit back there, I said, are they listening? Are they listening? And I see how Jesse deals with some things that he deals with in life, and I go, he was listening. My boys mess up too. I'm not saying that. I'm saying about feeding them the word of God. And I get ready to go up there, and I said, my son Thomas to pray for us. I'm thinking, I'm going to have to get another job. You know? He starts pouring out what God's showing him everything. Because you know what? It was poured in early. It's never too late. This side of heaven. But early is good. Early is good. I realized that on two occasions. When Jesse was little, I tell you what, all the time, man. I was playing music and different things like this. Playing music, playing music, different things like that. I told you guys this before. For you guys that haven't listened, this is an amazing thing. The first word out of that boy's mouth was Jesus. He said it two times. All three of us were sitting there, me, Denise, and Thomas. Because guess what? That's what he was hearing. That's what he was hearing. Over and over and over. Thomas, over the time, different things going on. And I'm not bragging on my boys. Please don't see that. I'm just talking about getting the word in them early. Because I know they boogered up just like their dear old dad. Right? I remember one day, my eldest child pulled a stunt that I told him, do not do this. Don't do this. I'm telling him, don't do this. I get the lift there. It's like, don't do it. I get, Jesse always said I get like this. I'm telling you. I, get, I don't know. I don't know. I get, I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah. And I remember, I said, that's it, dude. You did it, didn't you? And he was like, ah. And I was so, ah. You ever get like that with your kids? I was like, I'm going to wear him down, boy. I'm gonna, this is it, man. I'm going to lay out the law. And right when I was just, I, was, I told you, and I, I, blah, blah, and I heard the voice of God go, is that how I deal with you when you miss the mark? It really messed him up because I just went, and I started crying. <laughs> and he's like, am I in trouble? Or why? You know, he's like, what, what just happened? You know? And I was like, man, I just, and I told him, I said, son, look, I told you about that. And I just want the best for you. And when we missed the mark on that, I said, man, I, I just want what's best for you. Isn't that what God wants for us? Just what's best for us. Didn't he give what was best for us? And when we miss that mark, man, he doesn't come banging us and beating us and strangling us and everything else. He woos us back to him. Now, there is some repercussion for our sin and things like that. You know, I call it, I call it scar tissue. Amen. Sometimes then things happen like that. But it doesn't change that God is in the forgiveness business. It is forgiveness of the sin through the Son of God. That's what the resurrection shows us. He is perfect. He is the one. He is the only one. The resurrection made it possible for us to come boldly to the throne of grace. Amen. Do you realize you have total access to God? Total access. Think about that. You go somewhere like with my work, right, during the week. I can get into this. I got, I got a little badge. I can get into there. And I can go a little bit further. I can get in there. And in some places I can't get in. I don't have total access. With God, I got total access. How about you? Why do we have total access? Because of the resurrection, because of Jesus Christ, by putting our faith and trust in the finished work of the cross. That's what I want us to see. Man, we go through day in, day out, and say, I'm tired. I can't believe this happened to me. Nobody loves me no more. Anybody say that? I didn't mind to say it out loud. I understand that we get tired. 
I understand that we get wore down. What happens if you do this instead? Whew, I'm so glad God's on my side. Lord, I don't know what I'm going to do, but you do. Lord, I need your strength. Renew me. Refresh me. Help me, God. I bet you your day changed. And I bet your family liked it better. Because I'm going to tell you what. I remember early on, I used to work shift work. I don't like me when I work shift work. I don't sleep. I don't eat right. I don't do nothing. I don't like that. And I found out I'm not Mr. Wonderful during those times. How about you guys? So I'm not saying that everything, oh, everything's all right. In the midst of that, had I known about Jesus, I think he could have straightened a whole lot of things out, starting with me. Because it was always about me, not about him. And when it's about him, guess what? You know who's going to come in second? Probably not you. Probably, probably not you. Probably your family. Probably your friends. Probably the, you. you. Where do you get second place in it? You know what? If God's first, he'll show you where to get in line. Some days it's Denise. Some days it's, it's Jesse. Sometimes, sometimes it's my mom. Sometimes it's you guys. Right? It's not about me. We like to think it is sometimes. And I try to make it like that sometimes. Let's just be honest. But when I sit back at the end of the day, I go, wow, that was selfish. Anybody else selfish other than me sometimes? Can you name one sin? That doesn't come out of being selfish. I had a guy ask me that. He was going to lunch one day. He said, you know, I think all the sins are laced up in a whole bunch of selfishness. I said, well, well what about? Or what? Or I think you're right. Because if I lie, it's probably either to protect me or somebody else. If I steal, it's not for your benefit. It's probably for mine. Selfishness, right? If I, I worship idols, right? It's only for God's benefit, probably for somebody else's. You see what I'm saying? Why are we so selfish? We see a Savior that was selfless. Lord, help us to be more like him. Help us to be more like him. Amen. Let's keep on going. I said he gives us total access. All those who put their faith and trust in God through the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Total access. Let me tell you what. When you think every door is shut, every window is closed, every light's been turned out, Keep looking up. God is still in control. You serve a risen Savior. Amen. We serve a risen Savior, and his name is Christ. Now, I know I went on a little bit today, but that's okay, because you know what? I wanted to try to hit this with every avenue I could, with all the strength I could, with every story I could even think of, whatever the Lord wants to do. Lord, whatever you want to do, do it. Because I don't want nobody to miss the message. I realize that there's some people that only go to church on, on Easter. Some only go on Christmas. Right? So I don't want you to miss the message. I don't want you to think it's the same old message. But here's the good news. That same old message is the only message. It is the saving message. There is no other name which anyone can be saved. Amen? The only reason why that we do have any hope at all is because he is a risen Savior. So as you sit here today... Take a little inventory. Take a little inventory. Where will you spend eternity? Amen? How will you deal with the next overwhelming situation? Will you try to battle it alone? Or will you lean on the Lord? Will you trust in him? We saw from the prophetic side, we saw how God's word 
when it's spoken, it's going to accomplish everything he said it's going to do. We saw from a physical point where we, we went through and said, hey, he's risen. You know what? When he came out of the ground, it was seen by over 500 people. And then the 12. Isn't that something? Isn't that amazing? Can you imagine being here and Jesus show up right there? Boom. Man. And even for those that were doubting, like doubting Thomas, I'm not going to believe till I see the holes in his hand and the spot in his side. And he takes his hand and says, believe, believe. What is it going to take for you to believe? You got an empty tomb? You got the word of God? You got a risen Savior? You got people witnessing all the time about that. Today is your day. Today is the day to bring you to a point of decision. Are you going to reject the gospel of Jesus Christ, the death, burial, resurrection? Or are you going to receive it? Not making any, any way out of it. Making it straight, plain, simple, powerful. That's the deal. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you that your word never comes back void. And Lord, I thank you that there is only one way to heaven. And it's through your son, Jesus Christ. And I pray that people listening today or whenever they see this message, they really take hold of it with their heart. I read a story yesterday, and I want to share that with you while we're just in a time of meditating and thinking about our lives. And he said there was a little, little boy that just loved his father boy. And he said, I'm going to write him a note. And he wrote him a note. Daddy, I love you. You're the best. He drew little airplanes on it, little hearts and everything. And he set it right on his dresser. He said, surely my daddy's going to see that and just really embrace that. Because I love it. And he went in later. And he found it tucked in one of the drawers. Just put away. He said, well, it must have got mixed up with some of the paperwork. It must have got mixed up with something. And, and he just shoved it to the side because, because I, you know, surely he wouldn't do that. And he put it back up on there again. And he straightened it out. And the next day went by and it was all crumbled up and everything. He found it in the trash. Can you imagine the pain that was in that little boy's heart? And he took it to his dad. He said, Dad, didn't you see this? What? Didn't you see this? It's my, my little Valentine's Day party. It's not even Valentine's Day. I just want to tell you I love you. He said, I know you love you. I saw it. That's all right. You don't need to do that. Just get it away. He said, what are we going to learn from that story? God has sent you a card, hand-delivered by his son. Can we do the same thing many times? Yeah, I know he loves me. That's all right. We don't want to show up to church. We don't want to read the word. He said, man, buddy, you stepping on some toes. No, I'm just telling you the deal. Isn't that the truth, though? We think about it. You said, what type of person would do that to, to some, somebody that loves them so much? We do it to God every day. But here's your time to turn it around, to start fresh. You say, how do I start fresh? First, let me ask you, do you know the Lord? Well, I've, I've read about him. I, 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 I know that. Do you? Do you know him personally? Do you know that Jesus Christ came and lived a life that was sinless so that he could lay down his life? He laid his life down. They didn't grab him and, and choke hold him all the way to the cross. He carried that cross. He was whipped and beaten and poured out his blood so that the sacrifice would be perfect for you and I. 
think anyone who would call upon the name of the Lord can have that, can have that freedom in him, can have that peace that only that God brings. When we ask, Lord, you know what? There's probably been times I've taken your love letter and slammed it shut. There's been times I, I chose other things over reading your love letter, your word. There's times that I put myself ahead of you. There's times I put myself ahead of everybody else. But today, Lord, I'm putting you first. Today, Lord, I'm asking you to come into my life. I'm going to turn from my old ways, Lord. I'm going to turn to you. I'm going to do the best I can. Lord, help me. If that's your prayer today, just pray it with me. Lord, help me today to live for you. I'm turning from my sin. I'm turning to the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe you're the Son of God that takes away the sin of the world. Father, I'm trusting you for the finished work of the cross, the death, the burial, and the resurrection. In Jesus' name, amen. If that's you today, don't leave here without telling somebody, you know what, I am saved and secure in the Lord. Give the Lord a hand clap, amen. Well, today is a very special day, and I want to share a little communion with you guys today. We're going to share the Lord's Supper. I want to ask our ushers to come up, and I just want to share a few things with you before we take communion, amen? Come on up, guys. Scott, you want to grab that right there? Come on up, amen. Yes, I'm going to share that. And I want to just talk a little bit about the Lord's Supper and communion. And this is just a visible representation of what Jesus Christ did. His body as the bread and as the juice as his, his blood that he poured out. And it reminds us of the great sacrifice how Jesus laid down on his life for us today. And the great truth of his promise of his return. And it helps us to remember that salvation is the complete work of the cross. And it's all about what Jesus did. So it's a celebration when we look at it with a grateful heart and take of this time. I'm going to ask Scott to pray for us as he gets ready to pass that out. And I'm going to ask you guys, each one here, we have what you call open communion. That means anybody is welcome to take communion. If you have put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, freely take of that. If you're still considering that, I ask you to ponder that and come to the, the knowledge of what God says about his son and choose Jesus. Amen. But what we're going to do is, is we're going to go ahead and we're have the fellas pass this out here. And we're going to pray. And I say, examine your heart. Ask God to, to show you what adjustments we need to make in our life. And then we'll take communion together. Amen. Go ahead and pray for us, brother, if you will. Dear Lord, pass that out and we'll, we'll take communion together. Just pull the tab down and that releases the weight from the top. Take this time as a moment of reflection of the grace of God and the forgiveness of God for what God will have us to do and how we need to turn from our sin and Turn to him and turn to him.
pray as we sit here and we gather and quiet our hearts and we think about what God has done for us and what today means as we celebrate this. This is a time of celebration as we reflect back. The Lord talks about doing this in remembrance of him. And as we still pass it out, pass it out the bread and the juice, I pray that we just pull our hearts close together and thank God for what he's done. Ask God to bless this time together. Ask God to, Lord, I ask you to just look at be with our families and our church families, those who can't be here today. Lord, I ask you to be with our country. I ask you to be with the ministry, Lord. I ask you to be with those, Lord, that are going through difficult, difficult times, Lord. And thank you that you are a solid foundation. Thank you, Lord, as when we come and take communion, it's a time that we can push all the busyness away and focus on what you've done. Father, I thank you for forgiveness. I thank you for the ministry team. I thank you for each one that gives. I thank you for each one that goes. I thank you for each one that prays, Lord. I thank you for second, third, tenth million chances that you give us to come back to you. Lord, I thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your grace. I thank you for time that you just, when everybody else has walked away, you never walk away. I thank you that you are more than enough. I thank you, Lord, even when we get the bad doctor report, we got the great physician here. I thank you, Lord, that you're in the healing business. I thank you that you're in the restoration business, the redeeming business, the loving business, and the forgiving business. In Jesus' name, amen. I'd like to read a little something here from 1 Corinthians 11. It says, On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread, and he gave thanks for it. Then he broke it in pieces and said, This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's take it again. And the Bible says in the same way, he took a cup of wine after supper, saying, This is the cup. It's a new testament between God and his people. An agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. Let's take it. Amen. Amen. And the Bible further goes on and says, after that, they celebrated and they sang a song. And I tell you what, the way we sing a song is because we have victory in Jesus. Amen. I want you to look at the scripture that I'm going to leave you with today. 1 Corinthians 5, 15, 57 says, But thank God who gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that each of us walk in the victory of the resurrection today. I pray each of us think about as we took that prayer and we took that juice of the body that was beaten for you. That the blood that was poured out for you. Now I want you to remember, he said, this is the covenant, the new covenant between God and his people. This is a covenant of grace. This is a covenant that God has 
ordained for us. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I'm going to sign off for uh, our friends online. Friends, I pray that you take this message to heart. Is there any question about that? You drop us a line. We hope to see you in person soon. But don't put off today what you know you need to do. Come to Jesus and rejoice in the resurrection victory of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Stand to your feet and we'll praise the Lord. How about that?